a four-story square with each apartment opening onto open walkways and closing a pool filled with tatted white boys who spent Saturdays in the high desert drinking and shooting guns. The place was full of direct call people. They sold tools, oil exploration deals, movie syndication packages, non-approved medical devices, and the woman who found these guys desirable. When they weren't shooting guns, they stretched out around the pool, played loud music, and drank beer. The social life was sitting around the pool drinking beer and then someone's apartment for more beer, and the girls wore tiny bikinis all day, every day, unless they went gun shooting. Then they wore cute camo outfits and took their stupid little dogs till Kelly's miniature spooked and ran off and got splattered by 12-gauge pumps wielded by fat men masquerading as a tactical combat squad. They claimed they were defending themselves, said they had no time to identify, only react to what they perceived as a life-and-death threat coming at them out of the bushes. The sheriffs understood, and they all stood around stroking each other's guns. Then they sighted Kelly. Dog, no leash. After that, the dog stayed home, and Kelly cried by the pool, reminded of her loss as those left behind yapped mournfully all day long. Most of the girls worked in offices or retail shops. One worked for a doctor billing insurance for soft tissue injuries. Another sold frames on commission for an optometrist. The building was perfect for newcomers coming to make their history. A name, a car, a place to live was all it took. Everything else was superfluous in this land of bright new beginnings. The best girl was the sister of the loud blonde in 202. She skipped the guns and parties, and while she had a great body and liked to sit in the sun, she read and listened to her music, smiling when approached and laughing at jokes before she popped the earbuds in and drifted away. The loud blonde hosted a party from Friday after work till the last football game Sunday night. She was fun, available, she drank her share and some of yours, smoked a little dope, and took a few pills when she needed to go all night long. The sister came over to escape the noise in her apartment, and we got comfortable with no future. She was seeing an orthodontist in Tarzana while planning her upgrade. MD, Encino, Mercedes-Benz. And I wished her the best as she aimed me at the bowl and watched it go because it made her laugh to shake it around, and he happily drank another beer to please her. Sprinkled about the valley were taverns that reminded him of Jack's back home. Seedy, dark, homey, drunk sat the same stools day after day, night after night. A battered pool table covered with felt, burnt by cigarettes, stood in the back next to the restrooms, and a bottle blonde or two parked where the bar made its L. The people from the apartment avoided these places, preferring to wait in line outside clubs with doormen, so he traveled to them on his own sitting at the bar enjoying the anonymity of places where men drank without pretense or need of company. The love blonde was fun, till the third drink. Then she became a bit of a problem, what with getting louder and taking her top off and following him into the men's room because she was lonely. The guy standing next to him turned to leave and said, Hey, what are you doing in here? The guy was standing half-turned, his business in his hand. He was one of those guys who turned, tucked, and then zipped, as opposed to tuck, zip, turn. 
Either process is acceptable. The turn first guys look to save some time while they walk to the sink. What you doing? She said. Peeing, I said. The guy scrunched over and stuffed it in his pants. Manhood safe, he went to belligerency. His safe, happy place. You can't be in here. Men are going to the bathroom. Get out of here, lest you like it weird. Men full of alcohol and ideas were nothing to her. It's okay. I've seen plenty of cock. Go ahead, take it out, that's what you want. On the way back to her apartment, he started thinking, maybe time to go, move on, over the hill, the first barrier the city throws up. He'd seen the valley, and if it was the future, he was gone. A woman he met for what he thought was a lunch date told him about a guest house in the hills coming vacant. She said she'd love to go out, but her girlfriend would be hurt, and she would never do that to her. Nafe that he was, it took another glass of wine before he understood that girlfriend meant girlfriend. And although the attraction was reciprocal, and she was flattered by his attention, that road had become a barely visible path through a long-neglected region, one that she most probably would not be traveling again. That's what she said, and she said it in a way that made him feel good about himself and about her. At the very least, he received a referral to the rarest of Los Angeles legends, an actual, soon-to-be-vacant guest house. Whenever he saw a willowy blonde, he remembered her with fondness and some regret, for she'd provided him with his apartment, his way out of the valley, and she was intelligent, kind, and elegant, and held out the hope that anything was possible in this city of new beginnings. She'd gifted him a prime living arrangement which is those of you who searched this city of disappointment, responding to ads, driving the streets looking for rental signs, paying agencies for a list of non-existent leads, no, is more valuable than that attractive young thing willing to have a go with you and your girlfriend for the fun of it instead of a big bingo up front.